Hey everyone, welcome to the Experience Milwaukee podcast. This is Steve Glenn. In this episode, we sit down with Peter Dietrich of Tavolino Restaurant and learn a ton about his passion for building relationships through great experiences, as well as the challenges in opening a new business during a pandemic. Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks so much to our sponsors, Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Transfer Pizzeria Cafe, and Koss Stereophones. In fact, in 1958, John C. Koss invented the world's first SP3 stereophone here in Milwaukee and forever changed the way we all listen to music. Koss Corporation is proud to support the Experience Milwaukee podcast and its listeners with the world's greatest headphones. And thanks to you for listening over the past two years. This is actually episode 80 for us, and we could not have had a better uh, guest for this episode. So thanks so much for your support over the past couple of years. We love bringing you more and more content about why Milwaukee is such a great city. And now, Black Belt Theater. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Thrilling. massively awesome episode, episode of Experience Milwaukee. I am your co-host, Adam Darris, and this podcast would not be alive without the great and wonderful Steve Glenn. Hey. Hi, buddy. It's, it's great to be here. Hells yeah, it is. I'm glad you invited uh, me. Today, we... Oh, sorry, what? I said I'm glad you invited me. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? You're welcome. We'll keep it on a uh, a case by case basis, obviously. But... Episode by episode. Yeah. Okay, that's but, fair. But for now, glad glad you're here. Okay. Almost came with me. All right. Uh, today we have the already awesome. After the five minutes into meeting him, Peter Dietrich. Hi, Peter. Hi guys. How are we doing tonight? We're we're great. We're really excited to talk to you about the restaurant. That is pretty brand new, Tavolino. 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 There you yes. There you oh, go. I knew I was gonna do it. Hey, that's, right. that's that sixth grade Spanish class coming out in me. <laughs> I just, know. I see an A and I and it's in a different language and I just go ah. Immediately. Yep. I always I do the same thing. So Tav Tavolino, very excited to have you on, Peter. Thanks. Excited to be here. It's been uh, it's been a it's been a very uh, interesting experience to say the least I, and I, yeah and during a whole covid crisis pandemic quarantine uh opening up a restaurant i can't even imagine i did, have you pulled all your hair out yet <laughs> um you know I, I so first of all let me start by saying that um i i am a co-owner okay um, I have a, a business partner who is also the executive chef, and his name is Derek Knackers. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, this was, just to give you an idea, um, this past Sunday marked 41 weeks from the first conversation that we had about taking over um, the, the space that we're currently in. Um, and it marked 21 weeks um, from the day that we actually took the space over. So it has been, um, 
it, it has been a very unique experience to say the least. Uh, I've had a lot of support from a lot of different people. And, you know, they talk about the, the, the stages of grief and, <laughs> and we experienced them all. Yeah. And, and there was some, you know, I, I'm not, I, there were some really dark days where we would sit in a restaurant and, and look at each other and go, okay, did we just, you know, ruin our, the rest of our lives because we're not going to get open or we're not going to be able to, to, to serve the food the way that we want it to be served. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough for a while. And then, you know, we, we've kind of, as, as things have, as the dial has been turned using the, the, the term that's out there, you know, we, we started to see and, and, and progress being made. And, and this past weekend, uh, last Friday was, was our opening night. And, um, we got to, you know, we got to experience it. And, and at the end of the night, we, you know, we sat down and looked at each other and, and said, okay, we can do this. And, you know, we're, we're always gonna, you know, we're always gonna adhere to whatever rules are, are out there for us, but we know we can do this. Um, and, and that's the exciting part. So. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. You think about a lot of the the brick and mortar restaurants out there, and I can't imagine a lot of executive chefs and co-owners think about their meals being presented in a to-go box instead of on a, a, a really cool shaped plate or, you know, in, in ambient lighting with nice music playing behind it, you know. Instead, somebody's in their car, maybe wolfing it down <laughs> at a stoplight. I know. Um, yeah. You know, so we we have a very unique situation. Our kitchen, you know, we work with our neighbor Izzy Hops. Um, oh yeah. Ash. So our kitchen sir, does all the food for for them as well. So when when the the state was shut down we didn't we didn't know what we were going to do and and we sat down with with izzy hops and they decided that they wanted to, to continue serving food through carry out and curbside and i said okay well can we kind of piggyback with you guys and and introduce some of our menu items as a as a pop-up and so we got to do that from march 26th until about four weeks ago when we finally got all of our licenses and all of our permits and we were able then to, to do carry out curbside through our front door. But, you know, through all of that, we only did a limited part of our menu. You know, we didn't do any of our seafood. We didn't do our steak, um, you know, because of what you were just talking about. The last thing that you want to do is serve a $38 porterhouse in a to-go box. Right. And, you know, because somebody's going to take that and travel 15 minutes and the integrity of the dish is then, you know, it's never the same. So, but we yeah. were very fortunate to have that opportunity with Izzy. Yeah. I, so I'm the opposite. I, I, I'm like what Adam said, I eat at the stoplight. <laughs> yeah. Peter, that example came from real life <laughs> from hearing Steve say something like that one day. <laughs> I get home from, bringing carry out home and my wife's like where's the food where like 
What happened? Oh, I'm sure there's some left in the. Yeah, there's a slice of pizza left seat. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I you you've done a great job of of really answering a lot of our questions up front here. Um, what what is where does the name come from? What what inspired the name? Uh, Tavolino stands for um, small table in Italian, and um, the the style of of restaurant and the style of service and the feeling that we want our guests to have is you know come and and share our small table with with you with us, and um, you know it 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 kind of permeates through everything that we do. Um, we're very we're not we're not white tablecloth, but we're also not fast casual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the things that we do, we pay attention to a lot of the little things, presenting clean silverware with each course. Um, you know, providing not not the ultimate wine service, but you know our servers understand how wine service is supposed to be performed. Um, you know, our cocktails are come from a, a, a point of view where we throw a little Italian twist into all of the cocktails that we make here. Um, we just, we want people to feel comfortable. Um, we want, we want you to feel like Steve and Adam are going to have pizza and a couple of beers tonight. All right, let's go to Tavolino. And on the other end of the spectrum, Steve and Adam are going to bring their significant others. They're going to go out for a night. Um, and they want to have three bottles of wine and, and four entrees and, and let's go to Tavolino, you know? So that's really what we're striving for is to, to have that level of, of comfort for all of our guests. Yeah. If, if that is the goal, you are knocking it out of the park with that menu. (laughs) Um, we, we went through, we went through a couple of different names and, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to talk about some of the names that we had because they're a little embarrassing, but, um, my, my business partner, Derek came up with, um, Tavola, which just means table. And, and then I, and then I kind of added to that and said, Hey, how about Tavolino? It just, it, I just think it sounds a little bit better. And, and I like, I like the the connotation there Mm -hmm. small table yeah it's got a um it's got a an intimacy to it um it it's kind of cool it kind of feels like it would be a really cool first date place and it would be a a cool a cool place for an anniversary date place and then obviously it sounds like it's even great if you have maybe some friends in town and you want to show them something really cool in the area you go. Let's go to Tavolino. Yeah, you this know this is so cool. The other thing, I, honestly, um, now that we've gotten into it a little bit, it is. It's it it it's Milwaukee. It it is a, it's a it, you know how we how we approach things. Um, you know, I I love this city. Um, I love, I love the the. The, the rich history that we have in this city and the intimacy that we have in this city. And, and I think our, you know, that, that name and that experience really, um, 
exemplifies, you know, what what I believe Milwaukee is is all about. You know, at least from a you know from a food scene. Right. Sure. Right. So that's a a great. You're like the best guest ever. You are you you're answering all the questions, <laughs> and you're segueing us awesome. into stuff. Yes. So, it's like we like preempted you for everything like okay so i'm gonna say this and you're gonna go into this story and it's yeah. gonna roll us right into this next question so <laughs> good job peter yeah you're killing peter, it peter what are uh what are some of your favorite things about milwaukee when when you can move um, about yeah so i mean like i said you know you're never you're never more than 20 minutes away from anything in yeah the city. um i like that i like I like the, the the diversity of of the food scene. You know, for a city our size, think about think about the number of of really quality restaurants that we have, and and just the the number of quality chefs that we have in this city. Um, you know, you can go to you you can go to a lot of places that are that are the same size as Milwaukee and, and you're never going to see that. You're right. Um, I love the way that this city, you know, I don't want to use the word rally because it might not be the right word, but you know, we're invested in, in everything that happens in the city, whether it's a sports team or a summer fest or the lakefront festival of the arts, or even if it's a church festival, you know, we are we as a we as a community are so invested in our city and we want we want this city to 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 excel and and you know it's great now being a part of that as a business owner that's a that's a great description of the city I, it I th- really is yeah, yeah i mean you're right there's such passion here to get behind the things that are happening uh, in a way that I, I'm not sure other cities experience. You know, Adam and I have been doing these uh, these interviews with various businesses on the east side as part of the East Side On program, and we're pretty pissed off that we um, there's there's so much new and so much fresh and so much energy there. Um, how do you describe the neighborhood? Um, boy, you kind of hit it right on the head. You know, if you think back about five years ago, what just take the building that we're in, you know, now I've got, I'm, I'm in between a, a really nice bar that has a great beer selection, a great bourbon selection. Um, you know, the food, and I'm going to, you know, beat my chest a little bit, but the food (laughs) is fantastic because, you know, we worked with them as as a as a business partner, and you know we've developed a really good menu. I have that on one side. I have Hawa ramen and sushi on the other side of me, and and you know, and if you go a block south, I have a a bastion of the east side in Von Trier. You go a block east of that is another pillar in Hooligans. And then you kind of take a, a little north jaunt and you've got the Hacienda Brewing Company and Snack Boys, right? Yeah. So, and then you've also got the, the, the Crossroads Collective. So in, and then, you know, 
they're not even open right now, but you've got the Oriental Theater and you've got Landmark Lanes. Mm -hmm. So think about all the things that can happen in this little, not even two block radius on a nightly basis. The foot traffic is is amazing that that we're able to see. Um, the energy is fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to see how the summer progresses. Um, you know, we've got we've got a, a, a little parklet patio that we're, we're all able to utilize. Um, tonight it was full. You know, tonight every every table out there for all three places was full. And, you know, so I think the energy down here is fantastic. And, you know, we want, you know, we want to keep um, drawing people down here. You know, it's unfortunate that we don't have the theater. And, you know, I, I failed to mention here, I failed to mention the Jazz Estate, which is a block north of us, right? You know, you, you think about when all these things are opened back up and they're running and they're you know, and the just the the amount of people that will be down here in this neighborhood, and the possibilities. Right. You know, I I'm very excited about it. I think I think the I think the area the neighborhood is is uh, is growing. You know, there's a lot of residential places that have popped up, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna you know from that you know they say location location location. I think we're in a really good location. Agreed. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely are. Um, Peter, did you did you grow up in Wisconsin? Um, so here's here's the here's the the not the here's the ironic backstory. <laughs> okay. um, so the the building that Tavolino is is located in, okay, twenty twenty marks the fiftieth year there will be an Italian restaurant in this space. It started in 1970 with uh, Papa Jack Faluca. Um, he ran it from 1970 to 1978 as Palermo Villa. Um, he sold the restaurant to Kathy Miranda. Um, Papa Jack Faluca went on to start the Palermo pizza brand the frozen pizza brand. Mm -hmm. Oh, I knew it. Yep. I knew that was where it was going. I had a, I, yeah, just had a gut feeling on that one. All right. So he, he decided that manufacturing was a more profitable business than a restaurant and, you know, it kind of turned out right. So Kathy Miranda, she ran it from 1978 to 2012. In 2012, her brother, Dean Canestra and his niece took over and ran it from 2012 to uh, January 31st of this year. Um, I grew up on Bellevue and Murray, which is about six blocks away. I went to St. Peter and Paul grade school, which is three and a half blocks away. Um, <laughs> I grew up in this building. Um, I had my high school graduation party here. I had my college graduation party here. Um, we, we celebrated Mother's Days. We celebrated family get-togethers. Um, when one of my uncles passed away after the memorial service, our family came here. So there's a, a very 
a very personal side to me being in this building and and running this restaurant wow that's awesome well i think i know what we're gonna lead with on the podcast there you go there you go (laughs) peter that is amazing i am yeah my business partner is sick of hearing that story but (laughs) he's, he's heard it quite a bit but uh, he's probably like, dude, just let me make some food. I just want to make some cool yeah. food. Yeah, and he's really good at cooking too. I mean, he does not cook bad food. I'll tell you what. Um, I I've put on about twenty pounds since we started this because we're constantly trying. You know, I'm constantly trying food. Here, have some more pasta. Here, try this pizza. Okay. You know, here, try this chicken cacciatore. Okay. So I'm not complaining. I just I need to. Start I, I was going to say. I need that to start awesome. walking to work. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I've, uh, w- you know, we've obviously not been to the restaurant, but I have um, worked with you in the past. And, you know, the things, the, the things that are said on your LinkedIn profile and how you take care of people, how you run a place, how you... Uh, uh, pay attention to every detail of the experience. And I'll say, because I ran an event at one of your spots in the past, the on-the-spot sort of, you know, making the person who's running the event feel calm and, and just responding to every little thing that comes up, incredible. And so I can only imagine what, what this place is like. Uh, much appreciated. I mean, I've been I've been in the hospitality industry for 35 years, um, you know, and I've learned a lot from a lot of really smart people. I've seen a lot that I would never do from some people that you know, um, for lack of a better term, aren't or not good operators. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this isn't all that I've done. Uh, I have a degree in finance. I sat behind a desk for on and off for 15 years, but I always came back to this. Um, it's, it's not for everyone. You know, this business is not for everyone. It's not, it's not always easy. It's, you know, and, but it is something that I am passionate about. I, I, I enjoy to me running a restaurant is about building relationships and you do it, and I and I tell my staff this all the time. We are in the business of building a relationship. You do it one guest, one table, one night, one week, one month, one year at a time. Mm-hmm. And if you if you practice that and and understand that, then you're going to get people that want to come back to your building. And it's not, I also tell them, I said, listen, what we do is not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. Don't make it more complicated than it has to be. That's exactly why we interview people like you who have a true passion because it comes out and it gets people excited. It gets people energized and they go, I want to go do something this cool. I want to follow something that I want to do. Or for Steve, it's um, wolfing down <laughs> at a stoplight. At a stoplight. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. 
Um, uh, Peter, I have a very detailed question for you. <laughs> when someone looks at your menu and doesn't know, uh, we'll we'll call this hypothetically, we'll call this person Adam. Okay. And doesn't know how to say one of the words on the menu, but really, really likes what's how the dish is prepared and what it's going to be. Um. Would you make super fun of them if they just got it horribly, horribly wrong? Absolutely not. Um, you know what? This is what, okay, so this is what we did is Eric and I, um, we built the menu using Google Translate. So okay. that's, that's, when I say built the menu, I mean the, the naming of the dishes. Sure, now, sure. Some it, now, some of it is very traditional, right? You know, you can't, Bolognese is bolognese, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, our, one of our dishes is, is the, um, that's a teeny de carne that translates to meat stew from our standpoint. That's a dish that we can change and we don't have to worry about changing the name, you know? Um, sure. Um, cacciatore, a lot of people, um, they, they think of a cacciatore and they think of chicken smothered in red sauce with green peppers, onions, and mushrooms. And, you know, one of the things that we we've tried to do is our recipes and our menu is a very traditional um, Italian um, preparation. Now I'm, I'm going to kind of get into the, the geekiness of, of Italian food right now. And I apologize. Do it. It's okay. No, do it. I'm excited. All right. So for hundreds of years, Italy had maybe six or eight very rich cities, right? You had Venice, you had Florence, you had Rome, Genoa, you know, and a couple others that I, I'm missing. The rest of the country was very poor. So a majority of the country and majority of the citizens ate peasant food and the best recipes come from that origin. So Italian food in its in its very truest sense and it's very and when it's done well is is simple. It's four or five ingredients that are fresh, are well thought out and well balanced and and prepared the right way. And and that's what you're going to get when you come to Tavolino. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at your menu right now. I'm yeah. My <sighs> mouth is watering. Yeah. I'm. I I need to check this. this. Sucks. Yeah. I need to check this out because <laughs> I'm so hungry. I know. <laughs> the uh, anytime you put cream, in my opinion, you put cream cheese on a pizza, you're winning. So let me say something about the pizza. The pizza recipe, we did not mess with the dough and we did not mess with the sauce recipe because those have been around for years and years and years and years. And there are there are people that take their that style of pizza very serious. I told Derek, I said we cannot. We actually we actually asked Dean to include the recipe in the purchase of the building of the of the business. Very smart. Yeah, there's uh some I'm bouncing around here on your website, which is 
tavolinomke.com. I love that you have, and you said, you know, uh, Italian-influenced cocktails. And you also have a nice list of mocktails. One of, one of our goals, right, and, and we, 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 we say this, if you, if you look on our, our Facebook page, that our recipes are rooted in traditional techniques combined with creative contemporary ideas. A mocktail is a creative contemporary idea. And we, we want to do more than just serve cola, diet cola, lemon, you know, so, sure. um, so yeah, we, um, we're very, we're very much in tune to that. That's awesome. Really? I mean, the, they, they all look amazing. Uh, nice beer list. I see some familiar names there and some <laughs> new things I might want to try. So you mentioned Facebook. That's a good place to keep up with what you guys are doing. We mentioned your website. Um, I'm guessing you guys are on all the socials. Um, right now, Instagram is the only other social media that we're on. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, my my dirty little secret is I never had a Facebook page until I purchased a, a business. Well, this was awesome learning more about you guys and the restaurant and your history in Milwaukee, what you love. Um, let's keep in touch. And uh, I think Adam and I will have to drop in and, uh, and just sample as much as we can. Absolutely. We'd love to have you just, uh, so right now, hours of operation, uh, Sunday through Thursday, we go five to nine Friday and Saturday, we go five to 10. Okay. Um, you know, and as, as things change and, and, you know, whatnot, we'll, we'll get, we'll keep things updated and, and, um, I know right now my I know right now our website and I believe, um, you know I don't our Google and our well our Yelp pages are are still in our carryout curbside mode. Mm-hmm. So that's that's on my to do list for for this weekend. But you you are open. People can go. Absolutely, we are oh, open. Awesome. We are open seven. We're open seven days a week. We're not open July fourth and fifth, um, but our normal business hours. Sunday through Thursday, five to nine. Friday, uh, Friday and Saturday, five to ten. Awesome, that's awesome. That's great. And um, I was uh, slightly hinting at my wife and I will probably be visiting you guys for our anniversary anniversary in October. I love it. Um, here's a here's a little cool story. Um, uh, Bobby Tenzio from iMilwaukee.com on his wedding night however many years ago, came to Palermo and got a pizza. <laughs> and every year since then, he's come to this restaurant on his anniversary, and this is where he has his anniversary dinner. And he was worried about being able to do that this year. And, you know, because he didn't know what, what the situation was going to be. But we were able to keep that tradition. So would love to have that tradition with you and your wife starting this year we'll do it that sounds awesome oh what a cool story i actually got goosebumps that was such a cool story (laughs) awesome well peter again thank you this was your passion is uh inspiring and thanks for coming on the podcast thank you very much guys um we'll see you soon if you guys uh have any questions the email address is peter dietrich at tavolinomke.com We'll, we'll put that in the uh, show notes. 
All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks, Peter. Cheers. Cheers.